My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. All right, so a little bit of everything, uh, seasonal stuff, some twists, uh, opening the whole body, some, really some tension. Um, it's the first of the month now, and uh, I do something on the first of every month. I've done almost a year now, or I listen to this audio recording from the 50s, and it's just like this, this like kind of old version of self-help kind of audio, and these this uh, you know this this guy who talks in this voice like everyone talked in the 50s. You know? <laughs> uh, but it's something about it that's really like I, I really like. It's like you know we live in the greatest time in the history of the world, and, and it's like he's saying that in the 50s, and it's like it kind of makes me appreciate things a little bit more. And uh, the main teaching of that whole thing that I really like is he talks about we become what we think about. And that's the main teaching. And that's really what yoga talks about, too. And that's really, you know, it's sort of, that's sort of the American version of, of this sort of teaching that yoga teaches before we really had yoga in America. So, you know, it's whatever you want to create. If you, think, if you think negative thoughts, you'll get negative results. You know, <laughs> if you think positive thoughts, you'll get positive results. So I have this, this guy in my head throughout the month reminding me, <laughs> Uh, to choose, you know, how I want to create my life and how I want to respond to things and there's going to be challenges and I have, you know, my ups and downs and I try to see it as opportunities, see it as possibilities, see it as learning experiences. And then in my physical body, I've had, for, my hamstrings were tight for years and, uh, you know, I would crank on it and my neck would get tight, I'd crank on it. And it's sort of this uh, approach to the tension as like, as if it's a problem, as if it needs to be pushed and changed and fixed. And as the more I've kind of adapted to looking at my body as like a process and just being curious and, you know, maybe I'm not gonna go very far in stretching my hamstrings today, but I'll kind of feel it out and see what's there. And I'm not trying to push it, I'm not trying to get anywhere. And now, you know, my hamstrings are way more open than they've ever been. My shoulder is way more open than they've ever been. Um, I've got, it's kind of like whack-a-mole though, so now my IT band's a little tight, you know. <laughs> but I'm finding these different, it's always something, you know. There's always something to, to kind of uh, give us something to work with in our bodies. But I find having that approach of uh, not forcing it, not trying to fix it or change it or push it, uh, but to just kind of be curious with it, be with it, that kind of tends to open things up a lot more instead of resisting it, like I talked about a couple weeks ago, that's sort of what we resist persists thing. So I uh, invite you to have that sort of perspective on your practice today as you go into these, these areas of the body, just being a little more open, a little curious, not necessarily trying to create a result or make something happen, but like, okay, let's see what happens if I just sit with a sensation and just be with the tension. Maybe it will dissolve, maybe not, but at least I, I'm cultivating this presence and this, this care and attention instead of this, uh, this attitude of like, something's wrong or I need to fix something or you know, this sort of negative attitude. So let's start with a comfortable seated posture and bring the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. 
Next day, release the hands down and come down to your back. And we'll start there on the ground. The knees in, rocking side to side on the back. And even here, I, I tend to notice sometimes my back is a little tensed up, just laying down. And uh, See if you can soften the back a little bit here, making it a little more pliable, softer. And then come to the center, one hand on each knee. As you inhale, press the knees forward, arching the low back. As you exhale, pull the knees in, rounding the low back. Apanasana, moving forward on the inhale and on the exhale. And this can be a slow, subtle movement. You just want to feel that connection of the pelvis to the low back, the lumbo-pelvic rhythm, which you might not feel a lot, but this is really therapeutic and good for the ESI joint and the low back. And the next time you come forward, feet to the floor, setting up like bridge pose, feet are hips width apart, and close enough in that your fingertips can touch your heels. And we'll start to peel the spine up one vertebrae at a time to a bridge pose. And again, this could be a small movement, could be slow. You could inhale up, exhale down, starting to move with the breath one vertebrae at a time. Intention to create this, this smooth, uh, continuous movement through the spine. And usually there's some spots in the back that are a little stiffer or less mobile. And that's okay, but maybe allowing a little space for them to move here. And the next time you come up to bridge pose, we'll stay there and hold and breathe and bridge. Contract the glutes a little bit more, lifting the hips a little bit higher. Press the heels down, slightly pulling back with the heels, strengthening hamstrings. And then slowly lower all that down. Happy baby pose, holding outside of the shins or the feet stretching the hamstrings and glutes. You could extend one leg at a time. You could rock side to side. So we're gonna do a little opening of all the, the circumference of the hips here on the ground before we start to move. So here we'll bring the soles of the feet together all the way down to the floor Supta Baddha Konasana, supine bound angle. And then sometimes having the arms overhead can feel really nice on the low back. Or if it feels like it's pulling, you can bring the arms back down. This is a very sort of relaxed, receptive posture. Noticing if there's anywhere in the body that's holding tension that doesn't need to, it can soften here. And then start to bring the knees back together. 
Setting up like bridge pose again, but this time you'll bring your right foot into that space between the left foot and the tail. So with your left hand, you grab that foot and that's gonna help extend the hip flexors on the right side and the quads. If you want to add on to this a little bit more, you can bend your left knee in and with the right hand, catch the knee. The last little modification you can make is squeezing the right glutes. The glutes are hip extensors, so that helps open the front of the hip a little more. and switch sides. Just make sure the knee feels okay, no pain in the left knee. You could hug the right knee in if you want here. You could contract the left glutes. from here and then last thing now to the outer hips so we'll bring the right ankle over left thigh for a supine pigeon and then hold hands behind the thigh or the shin shoulders and neck relax and it may feel good to lean a little to the left this gives you a slightly different angle into the piriformis and outer right hip Shoulders relax. Shoulders. You can let your arms down, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. just let go with the hands. Okay. Yeah. Good. And then we'll turn this into a twist, either in that same shape or some other version with the knees. The arms are out and you can have the legs like pigeon or stacking the knees or crossing the legs. And we'll go back to center and to the other side pigeon pose. And you could lean a little bit to the right here, if that feels like more into the spot.
to twist. Turn the head away from the knees, the whole spine's in rotation. center and then just either roll over to your side or rock forward and back along the length of the spine to come up to hands and knees and begin to make any movements that feel good forward back side to side all the joints just kind of feeling things out here Could look like cat cow pose or some version of that. Could hold still in one spot. We'll come back to the center and we'll focus on the shoulders a little bit, hands off the mat, wider apart. And we'll sort of make a circle here. So going to your right and then chest down, shoulder blades together, sliding across the mat to the left and then rounding the back all the way over to the other side. All right, so making this sort of circle, shoulder blades together and then apart. And we'll go in that same kind of circle in the other direction. biggest thing for me in kind of opening up my upper back and traps and shoulders was learning to just feel those muscles, right? To be able to have some engagement, contraction and releasing of those muscles. So with this, just bringing awareness in there and being able to move the shoulder blades through protraction and retraction to contract and release the traps and the rhomboids. And then we'll come back to center and back to hands and knees. Tuck the toes, down dog, pedal the feet out. Easing into the calves and hamstrings. And from here forward to a plank pose, shoulders over the wrists, building some stability in the shoulders and the hips, finding a slightly drawing in of the navel here, long spine. And then lower knees down and you can move your blanket here and just come all the way down to the belly. From here, lifting just the head at first into low cobra, and then lift the hands off the mat, strong in the back and the shoulder blades towards each other. Reach the arms back, lift the legs into a locust pose. Straight arms, slight bend in the knees, 
press the hips down and then bring the hands under the shoulders back to down dog now for the SI joint doing asymmetrical things like lunges can sometimes be aggravating so you might make the poses a little smaller as we go into these asymmetrical poses but here we'll step the right foot forward into a lunge right knee over right ankle and have the left toes pointing forward as well left heel lifted left hand comes off the mat to the side and then turn towards the ceiling here opening the right arm into a twist other side Jenny <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so find a length in the spine like you did in locust pose and then a rotation in the spine so you're leading from the center of the body out and the arm just follows even press into my hand here to open here. Yeah. And then from here, we'll create a side bend, reaching the right arm out long away from the hips, hands towards the floor, left heel turns down, sort of down dog in the upper body, warrior two in the lower body. And to lubricate the joints, the synovial fluid in the hips here, we'll walk the hands to the left, bending the left knee. Your left heel can lift here into skandhasana. Right toes point up. <laughs> and then we'll swivel back to the front to the lunge at the front of the mat. Step back to down dog. And then we'll step the left foot forward into a lunge. Find the stability here, back heel lifted, and then right hand stays down off the mat, left arm opens. Finding a length through the spine like locust pose and a rotation through the spine. Awesome. Find a side bend here through the left arm, reaching out away from the hips, all the way to warrior two in the legs, down dog in the arms. Reaching at this sort of diagonal, opening the sides of the body, also strengthening and opening the hips. Walk your hands back to the right leg, bending the right knee, left toes point up. Finding skandhasana here, you could be on the hands or hands together at the heart, balancing. And then swivel back to the front of the mat. Step forward to a forward fold. Feet hips width apart, bending in the knees, hold opposite elbows and let your head hang down. Letting go of any effort in the neck.
And with the bend in the knees, slowly roll all the way up to stand. Head comes up last. Mountain pose, all 10 toes point forward. Let the toes lift and spread out. So the, the feet are pointing forward, but the thighs are slightly internally rotated. So there's a little bit of engagement of the thighs, engagement of the glutes, the belly, the back. <coughs> Arms straight here with the triceps engaged. And then it's like the top of the head is sort of reaching up towards the ceiling. Finding stability in the mountain pose. And now we'll bring the feet a little closer together, arms overhead. Catch your left wrist for a side bend, opening up the side. And then left knee behind the right knee, turn the chest towards the ground and reach the right fingertips down the leg. Bend the left elbow, hand to the shoulder, drawing circles in the shoulder joint. Moving the synovial fluid there, both directions. And then back to center, reach the left arm out, long C curve, maybe sliding the right fingertips down the leg. And then unravel back to center, just noticing left and right side in mountain pose. So again, now arms overhead, catch your right wrist, side bend. Cross the right knee behind the left. Turn the chest towards the ground a little bit. Slide the left fingers down the back leg. Right hand to right shoulder, moving the elbow in circles, moving the fluid in the joints. And then back to the side bend, reaching through the right arm. Maybe sliding the left fingertips down the leg a little bit more. And we'll come back up to center and just notice left and right mountain pose. <clears throat> From here, we'll bring the hands to the waist and keep the, the hips pointing straight ahead and turn to the right without using the hips. Now let the hips go as well into the twist. So you get a little more rotation there. And we'll come back to center. Keep the hips stable and turn to the left. Now let the hips rotate as well. And then back to center. All right, so we'll bring that idea of rotating from the hips into some deeper twists. So here we'll bring the feet together, hands together into a chair pose. And from the hips, turn to your right elbow outside the knee into chair pose twist. So your left knee could come a little forward. Now find stability center here and lift the left foot and step it back into a lunge. All 10 toes point forward. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll keep this general shape and stand up and reach the arms open in a T. Legs stay the same. Right hand down the back leg, side bend like we just did. And then spin the back heel down to warrior two, opening the arms out. 
find your foundation in the feet here, unclench the toes, rooting down into the ball and heel, pressing the feet in opposite directions, reaching the arms in opposite directions. Lower the hands down and step forward to forward fold, feet hips width, knees bend, chair pose, hands at the heart. From the space in the sides and from the pelvis, turn to your left elbow outside the knee. So your right knee could come a little bit forward if that feels okay for you. Right, maintaining length in the spine like locust pose and then rotation in the spine from that length. From here, shift weight into your left foot and step the right foot back into a lunge. Find your stability. And then keep the legs the same, but stand up into the open twist, arms open out to the left. Yep. And then backhand down the back leg, side bend. And then open up to warrior two, back heel down, arms extend, front toes pointing straight ahead. Awesome. Reaching out through all ten fingers, rooting down and apart through the feet. And then float the hands down and step forward to forward fold. <coughs> Inhale to find a length in the spine, shoulders down the back. And exhale to fold, rounding the back, shoulders apart. Step back to a plank pose. Shoulder and hip stability again. And then let your right knee down, right hand a little forward. You can have the blanket under the knee, or you could stack the feet, side plank. It's left knee, or left leg could lift here, strengthening outer hips. And then we'll come back down to the center, reset the hands. Left knee down, left hand a little forward, side plank, lifting the right leg or feet are stacked. And then back down to center, all the way down to the belly. And again, lifting the head, then the hands, reach the arms back, locust pose, lifting the legs, holding, breathing here strong in the back, finding a sense of stability through the back of the body, openness through the front of the body. And then we'll release down and come all the way back to a child's pose, resting. Big toes touching, knees apart.
Notice the rhythm of the breath slowing down a little bit. Maybe the heart rate slowing down a little bit. So the postures are building on each other, but there's still nowhere to get to. So it doesn't matter if we get into poses that look like magazine covers or not. It's just, <laughs> it's the way that we, you know, talk to ourselves and feel about ourselves that really matters. And there's really no wrong way to practice. So listening to your body, doing what feels good in your body. Starting to come up to hands and knees. And making any little movements here that feel good, side to side, forward, back. And then back to down dog. Lift the right leg back and open the hip, bending the knee, heel towards the tail. Your left shoulder could kind of drop or it could stay in line with the right shoulder. Either way is okay anatomically. One might just feel better for you. Right leg straight back and step it forward to a lunge. And now find your blocks and have them up at the front of the mat within arm's reach. And then here from the lunge, strong legs, light fingers coming up to stand and reach the arms back like locust pose, lengthening the spine. Lean forward and maybe you lift just a little bit off the back leg or maybe all the way to a warrior three or you use the blocks to help you balance. And then slowly lower back down to the lunge. Warrior two, back heel down. Left hand to left hip, right hand to the right corner or to a block, lifting the back leg to half moon. Very similar to the side plank like we did on the floor. So your left hip's opening out to the left. So your left toes point to the left, your belly points to the left. Yeah, and you can look down, but eventually your gaze can look to the left as well. And then with control, back down to warrior two. And then here we'll bring the palms facing up and reach back for a reverse where you're lengthening the side. Straighten your front knee to go further back and keep as much of this length in the side as you come to triangle pose, right hand inside the ankle, both legs straight and right hand could come to a block. And then again, finding a length in the spine and then the rotation 
And you could wrap the left arm around the back if you want. Sometimes that feels nice on the shoulder. You can let the neck just kind of relax down, or you could look up. You could let your jaw relax, maybe opening the jaw. And we'll come back to warrior two. And then float the hands down and step back to down dog. Lift your left leg straight back, open the hip, heel towards the tail. Straight back on the inhale. Exhale, step forward. Finding your lunge again, strong legs, light fingers to float the arms up into a sort of locust pose, standing up, arms reaching back. Have the back heel come over the ball of the foot. That engages the thighs and glutes before you even lift. And then lean forward a little and lift off the back leg towards warrior three. And again, you don't have to go all the way to parallel with the floor. You could just lift a little bit and build that strength there. You could also use the blocks to help with the balance. Good, steady, relaxed breathing. And then back to uh, lunge to warrior two. Back heel turns down, arms extend. Right hand to right hip, and then left hand towards the left corner or block, lifting the back leg. So the right hip opening, right toes pointing to the right. Control back down to warrior two. And then finding palms turn up, reach back, reverse warrior. Straighten the front knee to go further back. And then the left hand inside the ankle or to a block. Finding length in the spine first and then the rotation. Again, you can wrap the arm around the back as well. You can let the neck relax. Maybe even opening the jaw a little bit. And then we'll go back to warrior two. Hands to the waist and all 10 toes face to your right. So you can have the legs straight ahead, or depending on your bone structure, it might feel better to have the toes slightly out or slightly in, just feeling what feels right for your hips and knees. And then finding a length in your spine first, from that length start to hinge at the waist all the way down to a forward fold. Hands could come to the blocks or under the shoulders. You could walk the hands back. Sometimes it feels nice to kind of point the fingers back, palms up, letting the arms hang down. Any version of this wide-legged forward fold with the head below the heart, letting the breath slow down.
From here, we'll bring the hands under the shoulders. Find a length in the spine, like locust pose, lifting the heart. And then we'll keep your right hand down and left hand to the low back. You can use blocks with this as well. And turn the chest towards the ceiling from the length and then rotation in the spine. And we'll go back down and to the other side. Same thing, length and rotation. And then back down to center. Now your right hand comes to the thigh, the left thigh or shin. Going the other way now, we'll slightly bend the right elbow, bend the right knee, and pull into this twist, turning the chest towards the ceiling and breathing into the upper back. All right, so it's a little bit more of an opening on the upper back. And then we'll go back to the center and to the other side, same thing. Back to center, heel toe the feet in once or twice to a horse stance, hands on the thighs, and turn the shoulder towards the knee, side to side. Just opening the lats, upper back, and again focusing on it, feeling good and therapeutic to the body and not necessarily trying to push or get anywhere, just moving fluidly. And we'll come back to center, last active posture. We'll let the hips lower in line with the knees into a high squat, hands to the heart, strengthening the, the front of the hips. Right? So we've done opening, now strengthening to all sides of the hips. There's also the inner hips here. It's the whole leg, really. You can. I don't need to tell you, you can feel it. <laughs> and we'll stand up, reaching the arms up, inhale, and exhale back to that same shape, but now heel toe your feet in, a step into lower the hips down to malasana. So your heels can lift for that, or you can have your block under your tail. And then hands are at the heart with the long spine. And just let your back just round in here. Legs in the same shape, rounding the back. And then we'll come all the way down to the tail, turning towards the front of the mat, and to bound angle, so feet together, knees apart. And again, find a length in the spine first, and then start to fold in at the waist, rounding the back. The closer in your heels, the more uh, opening on the inner hips. So if it's too much, you can always scoot your feet forward.
And then we move into the more passive yin kind of postures. Hatha yoga are always balancing effort and ease. Ha and ta means sun and moon. <clears throat> so balancing these qualities of active postures, passive postures. Last couple of breaths, maybe your body sinks down just a little bit more, letting go of any unnecessary tension in the back or the neck. And we'll start to sit back up and let the legs extend straight out hands behind you. Fingers could point slightly out. Right, so just not, not internally rotating, but pretty much anywhere else that feels good for you is good. And then the legs are together and find a lift in the chest, a little bit of an arch in the low back. And you could stay just like that, or you could lift the hips into a reverse plank. Emphasis is more on opening the front of the body, but there is some strengthening in the back. And we'll slowly lower everything back down. Bring the right foot into the thigh. Feel your sit bones on the floor. And just like that pelvic tilt we did in the beginning, you, if you have the posterior tilt and the rounding in the back, it's gonna be a lot harder to, to go into this. But if you can find a little bit of that anterior tilt, a little arch in the low back, it's gonna be a lot easier to lengthen the spine down into the fold. So your hands could be outside the legs, on the leg. <clears throat> and have the toes flex back towards the knees. So you're pressing out through the heel, emphasizing that lengthening through the whole back line of the left body, the left leg. start to sit back up. Again, both legs out. Just for a moment, the sort of reverse plank or just lifting the heart, leaning back on the hands, extending the spine. And then to the other side, left foot comes to the thigh. Find your sit bones on the floor. That's where the hamstrings start. Find a length extension in the spine and then fold in. the hands back in to sit. Both legs extend one last time, leaning on the hands, lifting the heart. And then here we'll uh, go a little deeper into that. So we'll take our blocks to the back of the mat. One at the highest height, one at the middle height. You can use the blanket over the lower block if you want. 
So that lower block's gonna go below the shoulders and the other one's gonna go under the head. So you end up in that kind of reverse plank position but supported by the blocks, so opening the chest and shoulders. And if you want to go uh, you know, different angles with this, you could have the arms start to slide up along the floor. Arms could be overhead. You could hold opposite elbows. Or your arms could just be beside you. And then we'll all let the arms back down beside the body. And we'll use this, this block that's under the shoulders uh, to kind of massage into the back. So let your knees bend and have the feet come wider apart towards the edges of the mat. Cross your right arm over your left like you're doing, a, like you're gonna to go to eagle pose. You can grab opposite shoulders. And just let your knees rock side to side like windshield wipers massaging into the upper back. And if you find a good spot there, just hold, you can do that. Or if you just want to keep moving side to side, you could do that. It's very common for people to have this sort of band of tension in this area. And so you might feel that, that tension there and you can just kind of ease into it, right? You could cross the other arm on top, left arm on top, and it's a very subtle difference, but maybe finding slightly different sensations in the back. And we'll start to just come back to center, release the arms down. Let the legs straight out again. So last little bit, if you want to have the arms overhead one more time, you could do that. And slowly release the arms back down, come off of the blocks, move your props to the side. here, uh, come down to the back, knees in, just rocking side to side, relaxing the back. Let your knees fall to the left, arms open in a T or goal post. You could cross the knees or stack the knees. back to center and let the knees fall to the other side.
back to center. And any last movements you need for Shavasana, setting up for your final resting pose. Make any last little adjustments you need to feel comfortable here. Scan your body for any obvious areas of tension that can relax.
Start to move the fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. Eventually starting to come over to one side. up to sitting. Finding a posture with that slight anterior pelvic tilt, a little bit of a lift in the spine, smallest arch in the low back. Shoulders relaxed. Hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.